This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another segment of the Team Business Podcast. This is episode number 30, and we're excited to be live with you here on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I am very thankful to be joined by Dr. Kim Sandberg. Kim, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mike. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Kim is, Dr. Kim is very busy, um, and uh, we're grateful for her time here and taking time out of her busy day for joining us on Team Business. Uh, Dr. Kim, she has some certifications behind her name, DNP and CRNA. She is the CEO at Aloha Integrative Health. And uh, Kim, before we get started, do you want to tell us maybe a little bit about your designations? I think that's something that would interest our audience. Sure. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I I am doctorately prepared. I am a doctor of uh, nursing practice. I'm a certified registered nurse anesthetist. So in um, layman's terms, um, I do uh, anesthesia for a living Um in the operating room, uh, sedation, uh, work in labor and delivery. So that's my background. Um, and, uh, all of those letters that came after my uh, name. Um, but I'm also the, you know, CEO of, uh, Aloha Integrative Health, uh, which is, uh, a company that, uh, we started, uh, a little over uh, about almost three years ago. Um, and it's sort of an integrative uh, mental health and pain practice here in San Diego. And uh, what else can I tell you? That's awesome. Like- uh, <laughs> that's great. We'll uh, before we talk more about Aloha Integrative Health, uh, what we'll do is just talk a little bit about your background. Sure. Uh, maybe tell us how you got to where you are today. You know what your experience is in the medical field, and then maybe I think what what I'm interested to know, and I think some people watching would be too, is what's the difference between what you do with anesthesia anesthesia, mm-hmm. and a doctor, a doctor, anesthesiologist? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll give you a little bit of background about me. Um, I have been uh, I, in nursing for a long time. We'll just say, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I, I have been a, a CRNA or a nurse anesthetist for a little over 20 years. Um, and um, I basically started out as a critical care nurse, uh, worked in critical care. Um, I was in the military. I was active duty in the Navy uh, for about five years uh, before I uh, left active duty and uh, went into the reserves, uh, finished my uh, CRNA uh, program, uh, at uh, UCLA and at uh, University of Southern California. So um, as a CRNA, I work as an advanced practice nurse. So similar to a nurse practitioner um, in the, uh, 
instead of be, seeing patients in a clinic, I uh, work in the operating room and specialize in um, providing anesthesia for patients. So the difference between an MD uh, anesthesiologist and a CRNA are obviously they go to medical school and uh, go through a residency program in anesthesia uh, for nursing, uh, advanced practice nurses. Uh, we went through an anesthesia residency um, master's doctorate program um, as well, uh, do uh, a fair amount of clinical hours um, before uh, taking a national certification exam as an advanced practice nurse um, and a, a CRNA. So I think, you know, it depends on the state in which you live. In California, we are allowed to practice independently um, under the supervision of a surgeon or a podiatrist or dentist. Um, and uh, some other states have different laws, but here in California, we are able to practice fairly independently. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's great. It seems like you have an extensive background in what you do. You've kind of Thank seen you. it all, huh? <laughs> I have. <laughs> so tell us now we get to Aloha Integrative Health. And I know sure. you guys, you started the firm in, I believe it was 2019, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Um, it it took us a few, uh, about a year to get everything together. But um, we uh, finally opened Aloha Integrative Health. And basically what uh, our company is or our clinic is sort of a uh, integrative mental health practice that uh, combines traditional um, psychiatric therapies with sort of in innovative and holistic uh, modalities. So the goal of our clinic um, is, and the goal of our medical providers is to offer patients options in regards to their mental health. Um, which, you know, these options can be talk therapy um, with our psychologist. It can be uh, medical management um, with our nurse practitioners um, or our uh, medical director, who's a psychiatrist. Um, and, and that medical management can be a combination of um, treating with medication or looking at a at nutrition, uh, looking at ways to promote a better uh, work-life balance, um, or looking at other alternative therapies. And, and some of those alternative therapies that we offer here at the clinic are uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is sort of a non-invasive um, therapy um, it's a magnet therapy that helps to reset sort of some of the uh, receptors in the brain uh, for folks that have treatment resistant depression. Um, we offer IV hydration services for folks who uh, may have, you know, some uh, deficiencies that may be, uh, you know, working against their uh, mental health. Uh, we have ketamine infusion therapy, which has uh, been shown um, mm -hmm. for folks that have treatment resistant depression, as well as we offer um, Spravato, which is uh, the nasal spray um, therapy um, that's been FDA approved for folks that have treatment resistant depression. Oh, wow. Interesting. So basically, our goal is just to. Yeah, that's and that's our goal is to provide people with choices to be able to because 
not everyone will fit into the bill of medication management um, or, you know, other, um, you know, they may have to look for alternative therapies. And so this is just giving patients and options um, and choices. Now they could come in and based on your guys' expertise and seeing them and they, they can, do they have to have, they can make the choice on their own or do you guys have to have like some sort of other referrals well, no, or how does that work? Right. Um, so some of the therapies such as uh, the TMS therapy and Spravato uh, require, you know, especially with insurance companies yeah. require um, prior authorization. Um, so the patients sometimes have to meet a certain criteria um, and if they've, they've tried other modalities, tried other medications and have failed. So there are certain um, authorizations that we have to um, get approval through some of the insurance companies prior to them starting their treatments. Got it. And you guys, do you guys do that kind of approval process? We do. Good. Yeah, absolutely. It's a process. Yes. Yes. Insurance companies are not easy to deal with or work with. <laughs> So I'm sure you have people on staff that just deal with the insurance companies and get all the approvals and everything. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I can, absolutely. <laughs> I can imagine. So I think, you know, something that we've all talked about a lot over the last 18 months, COVID-19, uh, obviously it's been a very difficult time for many people. Uh, it continues to be difficult with new recent surges in, in the, in the virus. Now, have you seen, what type of impact have you seen the pandemic have on your practice? I would say the biggest impact that the pandemic's had on our practice is the transition to uh, telemedicine or telehealth. I think prior to, we happened to just uh, open our doors um, and seeing patients in uh, November of I want to say probably November of 2019 is when our office was ready and we started seeing patients in the office. And then soon after, you know, wasn't several months later uh, in March when um, the pandemic sort of hit its peak where we had to sort of transition. And um, I think, you know, going to telehealth has um, been a little bit of a, a change, especially in um, treating mental health. It has traditionally been um, folks have been seen in the office, um, but I think we made the transition really well. We had everything set up and ready to go, and we were able to continue to see our patients um, through the pandemic. And I think that was um, very beneficial for our patients because, yeah. you know, it was it's a very stressful time. Um, the fear of the unknown and sort of where we were going to go. Um, being able to provide that consistency for our patients was, um, was I think, good. And I think every day we get a little bit better about, uh, you know, improving our telehealth services and, and, and how we connect with our patients. And, and I think now that we're sort of coming back to work yeah. and um, getting back into the office, I think, you know, there can be a nice balance between having seeing patients um, on telehealth as well as being able to see them back here in the office. I wonder telehealth is one of those things. I wonder if it's going to stay. I'm sure it will remain popular even after, you know, everything gets back open and people can come in or not. 
I think so. Yeah. I think I think we found a way. I think medicine has found a way to make it um, a, a good thing for patients. I think you know patients do like um, being able to um, reach out to their providers, be able to see them. I, I I don't think everything can be done on telehealth. I think there are still some things that have to you know, you have to come in and be seen in person. Um, but I think that there can be a nice balance. Um, right. And it, it, you know, I think for the benefit of both the patients as well as the providers um, that, you know, we should, we should continue to, to be able to, to have the option to have telehealth. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you, and I know obviously without disclosing too much, but did you see a strong correlation between an increase in mental health you know, issues with along with COVID. I mean, people. Just, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know it the the fear of the unknown. I think uh, the anxiety, um, especially for folks who were impacted um, in their jobs, and you know, and the restaurants. You know, lots of folks who lost their jobs who were on unemployment. I think it was just such a a sudden change um, in the way um, that we have been do business and sort of have been going on with our lives that it really took people, um, you know, by surprise, right? Like by surprise. And I think, you know, the other option, the other thing was, was being isolated, being at home. um, And all of a sudden you, you go to work every day and whether you like it or not, you see people, you interact, uh, you might stop for coffee or you, you might, you know, there's, there's some socialization that goes on um, throughout the day. And then when folks um, did not have that um, for a long time, I think it really, you know, does sort of impact your psyche and really, you know, can impair your mental health and um, create some other issues that maybe you had not thought about or, had overlooked. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I know personally, and I've told people this, I don't want to speak too much about my personal uh, (laughs) issues, but I actually had COVID earlier this year. And then afterwards, like once it was, I was recovered. Mm -hmm. I I felt this over like consistent anxiety all the time. And my doctor kept saying, well, it could be from COVID itself, you know, from the virus, It, it could create that type of feeling. And like now I feel better. I kind of got back on my routine and exercise and everything, which always helps, but mm-hmm. it's strange. I don't know. The, the virus itself, just the way it kind of impacted people personally is strange, you know? Yeah, I think it may be, you know, I think everybody um, has a different perception maybe or had a, uh, a different feeling about the virus. I think some folks, you know, um, may have, you know, if it's the, the shortness of breath or if it's just, yep. you know, just the, the general unknown of, of how you're feeling and um, are you getting better? Or are you not? And I, I think, you know, that definitely, you know, kind of um, really um, may increase the anxiety um, for patients. Now, do you see, do you think it's getting better overall or do you like the pandemic? Yeah. Or? Yeah. The pandemic. <laughs> um I, you know, I think it, um, it, it's hard to say. I, I think we are on track. I think with, you know, we did after the first of the year, we had a lot of folks that got vaccinated. Um, of course, yep. I work in the healthcare 
um, setting. And so most of our providers, doctors, nurses, um, everyone that works in a hospital setting um, has been vaccinated. Um, and I think, you know, for the most part, the general public has, has sort of um, taken precautions and, um, you know, a lot of folks have gotten vaccinated, which I think maybe brings down um, the number uh, of potential infections. However, I think it's still, we saw that where, by wearing masks and, and socially distancing and trying to, you know, uh, avoid being in big crowds may have, have helped keep our numbers down. And so I think it's, we just have to be cautious and sort of, you know, remember where we are and what we're doing as we yeah. sort of move forward and try to get back to a new normal. I think, you know, I think it can be done. I think just, you know, folks just remembering to wash your hands, remembering to, you know, um, if you're sick, stay home. I think, you know, some of those um, uh, little simple things that we did uh, during the pandemic are really things that we just have to, you know, sort of make everyday life. Yeah, I, I think personally, like for those, I mean, I've said this time and time again on this on this show, but for the healthcare professionals like yourself, who have been heroes for a lot of people during this, I remember when I got sick, I when I went to the hospital, I couldn't believe the scene that I saw and what you guys had to deal with during the really bad times of the pandemic. And I think like people need to think about that and think about the decisions they're making and how it can impact our nurses, our doctors the people that are helping us overcome this virus and uh, to keep them safe also, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys went through some really hard times and, you know, I'm thankful for that. I have a very close friend that I work with whose wife is a ICU nurse. And uh, I mean, you, she deserves to not have to, I mean, just what she went through is amazing, you know, and just to get up every day and know what she's going to be facing. And a lot of nurses like yourself, I mean, I'm sure it could. It, it wasn't easy. I want to get on to the next question. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, regarding Aloha Integrative Health, what is something your patients often don't know, but you wish they did know about your business before they call or or come into your office? Well, I think you know. I think a lot of it is, um, you know, one of the things I I think some of our patients really don't know is they don't really have a good grasp on. Um, their medical insurance um, and yeah. and sort of you know different things and and I realized you know after being in this business for a couple of years that um, it's an amazing um, cobweb mm. or maze of <laughs> how medical insurance works and you know I think you know trying to be able to um, sort of know what your uh, what your medical insurance is and you know that sort of that helps us on on the front end as well as on the back end um to be able um you know to get care scheduled or to either be able to see sort of what um therapies that might be um that the insurances may cover um you know especially like the tms or the spravado different other you know therapies as well um and and i think you know, that's important. I think it's really difficult. I think, you know, a lot of patients assume that um, our, our, the medical offices, whether you're seeing a primary care doctor or you're seeing a specialist, um, 
have a have a good grasp on um, the medical insurance policies, but there are so many thousands of policies out there, and yeah. it's really difficult to um, you know to determine sort of what the benefits are. We you know we can all, we can do so much, and we can you know we do have folks that work to call the insurance companies for authorizations, as well as trying to figure out you know, deductibles, co-pays, co-insurance, all of the uh, terms, but sometimes we are, um, we can only get so far. I think, you know, sometimes the patients have to call their insurance companies um, because um, they just, some of the companies just won't disclose some of those items, you know, for the patients. But, you know, I just, you know, the other thing is I think when patients call, I think, sometimes they're a little bit confused on um, sort of what kind of services they want to they want to seek out you know if they if they want to talk to a therapist um, and have talk therapy um, those are uh, our psychologists specialize in talk therapy um, and then our psychiatrists and our nurse psychiatric nurse practitioners uh, they do focus on um, they do a little bit of talk therapy or kind of working through some issues, but their main uh, focus is uh, medical management. Well, whether it is prescribing medications or if it's um, doing some lab tests to see if there are any, um, if there's a vitamin D deficiency. Um, Believe it or not, vitamin Mm -hmm. D has some um, play in our mental health. Um, so depending if we spend a lot of time in the office and we're not outside getting sunshine, um, on our skin for, um, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day that can affect our vitamin D levels and as well as our mental health. So, you know, getting lab work done, looking at nutrition, looking at stress. These are some of the things that our nurse practitioners, as well as our psychiatrists look to evaluate. That's great. I, I, going back to the insurance part. Yeah. Like Kim said, (laughs) I mean, there's thousands of health plans out there i mean not just each carrier has thousands of solutions on their own different medical plans whether it's a group plan individual plan if you guys have a plan if you if you have a plan through your employer your employer could direct you uh you should have a medical id card you know providing that information to kim's uh, uh practice you know such as your member id number uh information like your social all that stuff helps for them to get to the bottom line. But like Kim said, you know, you need to speak to your insurance company too. And if you think there's a service that you need, you need to tell them so that you can uh, move further along in the approval process. So that once you do get to Kim's practice, you know, they're there ready to help you and they know that your insurance is going to cover it. So yeah, going back to insurance, it is a cobweb and it's a, it's a puzzle <laughs> in a lot of cases. Uh, now, Kim, in your field, uh, Like, how do you continue? I know there's so much to know. And I know you've been Mm -hmm. through tons of schooling and, you know, you have a doctor in, in your, in your nursing practice. And, but how do you, how do you continue to learn and stay on top of the most relevant and beneficial treatments that are available? How do you know when one comes out or what could be best for your clients? You know, I think it's a lot of it is, um, looking at the latest journals, you know, obviously doing, um, talking with other specialists in the field, talking with other mental health specialists, talking with 
other um, primary care specialists, um, you know, and, and having a good, um, good peer interaction where you can um, talk about different things that you're seeing in your practice. I think it's, it's really important um, to, you know, obviously we're inundated by uh, the internet with um, articles, whether they're research-based or they're not, um, and a lot of information. Patients bring us information all the time. Um, and I think it's, you know, trying to sort that out, trying to figure out what is the, um, what's the most relevant um, and, and what are we seeing sort of in the industry that folks are looking at and are seeing good results. I think, you know, the other, you know, we do have, um, reps that come by the office to bring us information mm -hmm. on pharmaceuticals as well as um, different research articles maybe that different drug companies have sponsored all of that you know you we take with the um, you know and look at um, and then you know I think for me looking at other listening to other podcasts listening to other um, seminars that are out there on different, you know, on nutrition, on stress. Um, we provide a blog that we do, you know, we do a couple blogs every month talking about stress, talking about uh, drinking water and just different things to be able to provide resources for folks. And I think, you know, part of that is just how we, we come up with some of the, uh, you know, the treatments that are available. And um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we, we haven't been able to go to a conference, you know, a professional con uh, conference in some time just because right. of, you know, the pandemic. But I think, you know, a lot of it has focused to virtual and, and being staying up to date um, is um, sort of how we, you know, try and stay relevant in our field. Yeah. And I think you guys might have seen uh, Ray was watching. Ray is my co-host. Mm -hmm. on team business he's sick unfortunately he's not feeling well but he couldn't be here but he said in his day job he is a employee benefits broker so he said for those of you that are having trouble getting to your health insurance or understanding how to get approvals your broker could be a resource so i wanted to flash that there across from ray uh kim again we really appreciate your time today i know you're busy i don't want to take too much i don't want to go too far past the half hour that we have scheduled do you have any parting words of wisdom or encouragement for our audience, you know, when it comes to mental health or, you know, maybe continuing to deal with the pandemic or anything that you can uh, leave with us for, uh, for our audience to know? Sure. I mean, I would just say, I think that, you know, mental health is really important for, um, for all of us. I think it's definitely something, you know, I think self-care is very important. I think taking time for yourself, being able to take a few minutes out of your day to, uh, whether you meditate, um, go for a walk, um, is really important and, um, provides a little bit of a, a breakaway, you know, from, um, all of the emails and, uh, other chatter that, you know, that go on throughout the day, getting the kids to school, picking them up, uh, getting dinner on the table, all those little things. And so I feel like, you know, mental health is really important. I think people need to really definitely um, take some time for themselves. And if they're having um, 
issues or if they're having a family member with some issues, I, I think it's really important for them to to reach out. I think it's yeah. especially during the pandemic, we have definitely seen folks with, um, you know, increased um, depression symptoms as well as anxiety. And yeah. it's just, um, and I think it really affects um, our family life. It affects our lives. Um, it affects everybody, um, whether it's your physical health, um, and or your mental health. And so I think it's really important that um, folks really take the time um, to to look at that and if they need care, to seek care. Absolutely. Now, Kim, you said, uh, I know that you and I are connected on LinkedIn. Uh, also, mm -hmm. I you can find Aloha Integrative Health online. But what's the best way for people to contact you? I know before that you said you gain a lot of insight into your field by others' podcasts or um you know, seminars or whatever it may be. So for those within your field or potential patients, people listening that might think they need health, health uh, assistance, mental health assistance for a family member, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Right. Well, uh, I, I'm on LinkedIn, just like you and I are on LinkedIn. So um, if you know, other professionals want to contact me via LinkedIn, that's great. Otherwise, I can, you know, our office um, for any patients that want to reach out and, um, and contact us here at our office. Um, our office here in San Diego, our phone number is 619-333-3515. And uh, we're open Monday through Friday. Uh, and be uh, you know glad to answer any calls. Anybody has any questions, um, just feel free to call the office, and we'd be happy to um, answer any questions um, and uh, go from there. Great. So you guys heard, or you can reach Kim's practice at 619-333-3515. You can also find her, Dr. Kim Sandberg, on LinkedIn. Uh, she puts out lots of great, I, I saw your post and you put out lots of great content. So thank you for that uh, helpful information. And for anyone else, if you'd like me to help you get in contact with Dr. Kim, you can reach me directly at 858-384-1507 or mike at foagency.com. And Kim, thanks again for taking the time. Uh, we hope you stay healthy and stay safe. And to all of our healthcare community, Thanks so much for everything you guys have done over the course of the last 18 months and, of course, beyond that. But we know it's been hard. So thank you guys for staying tough and staying strong for us. Kim, thanks again. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for joining. We hope you have a great one. Thanks. And we'll see you next time on Team Business. Take care.